0: Welcome to a very, very special live edition of the Built By Us podcast. I am your co-host, Jamie Arroyo.
1: And I'm the other co-host, Kirsten Williams.
0: And we got to pay our bills first. So this special podcast episode is built by the Lancaster County Community Foundation, who uses the transformational potential of community-based philanthropy and the power of endowment to help shape a Lancaster County where every individual is valued, has a sense of belonging, and has the opportunity to thrive. Thank you to our friends at the Lancaster County Community Foundation for making it possible to provide access to training and lending for entrepreneurs.
1: And again, welcome to our special guest here up at the on, the on the stage. We have Jermaine Smith from Spice Kings. Clap it up. Yeah. <laughs> <I stand> up?
2: <laughs>
1: Jermaine brought his uh, groupies.
2: Should I stand up? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. And uh, Keisha Feeney, local artist and entrepreneur. Clap it up.
2: It's Finney. I
1: didn't say Feeney. Finney. Finney. OK. <laughs> There we go. Keisha Finney. There we go. And then we have Teddy Bukhar from Red Rose Books. Clap it up for Teddy.
0: Let's go, Teddy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight for this special live episode of the Built By Us podcast. Uh, we're going to kick off with Keisha here to my right. Um, and as you all know, speaking of people-centered and making sure that uh, we touch on the journeys of entrepreneurs, we like to start off our podcast in 60 seconds or less. Uh, what is your superhero origin story of, an entre- of your journey at, through entrepreneurship?
3: 60 seconds. Um, it's going to be a lot to kind of cram in. Um, but yeah, I'm locally from Lancaster. I went to McCaskey born and raised. I'm self-taught as an artist, so I've literally worked from the ground up to build everything that I have and that you all see today.
2: Um, I'm originally from Cleveland. I moved here in 2004. Um, it's always been a family dream to to have a family business restaurant, you know, my whole family cooks. So that's kind of how Spice Kings came about. Um, I've been cooking since a kid, and uh, that's how I got started. And coming up to Spice Kings, um, I originally started with catering, and it blew up, you know, the in- Instagram, social media, and it's like, hey, get a food truck or a or a restaurant and we stumbled on our location and it was up from there. And we started in the pandemic and that didn't stop us. And we, we thrived through, through that. And it's been a great journey. Was that Sexy second? Hey
4: everybody. Uh, and it's not just myself with Red Rose Books, it's also my partner, Elizabeth Peters. Um, we opened up in 2020 during the pandemic also uh, Liz had always had an aspiration to be a bookstore owner, and I always had aspiration to have my own business. So we were to come together during 2020, during the pandemic, to open up that business together. Um, and yeah, we both are big fans of uh, literature, but also what literature does as far as bringing people together. So, yeah.
1: Clap it up. Thank you, guys. You yeah. You keep it. You keep it. Yeah, so for the next question, so we learned a little bit about your origin stories and how you got started. So we'd like to know who or what um, inspires you on your journey and keeps you moving and keeps you pushing every day. Because everybody knows being an entrepreneur is not easy. So who or what keeps you moving forward?
4: I'll take this one. Uh, I would say a couple people to come off minds would be... um, The owners of Fox Ryan and Rebecca Keats, mostly because they are a couple who are running a business and it kind of looks, you know, with me and Liz being a couple, we're able to look at them as like inspirations and mentors uh, for what they're doing with their business. I would also say Elizabeth is my inspiration to keep on going and keep on being the best that I can be as for profit as far as the business goes. And then um, Timbrell from Kiotti, she's doing great stuff and we like to watch what she's doing and uh, try to be on power with that.
2: Um, what inspires me is uh, just creating a legacy for my kids, you know, something that I can give to them, whether it's a restaurant or, you know, whatever assets, you know, I acquire over the years in my career is to be able to hand that down to them because, you know, like where I come from, my parents didn't have nothing, you know what I'm saying? So, I always like, yo, I wish, I wish my parents gave me that, or I inherited that. So, you know, just for me to work hard for something and be able to give to them is, you know, what I do it for. So that's my why and why. it's
3: yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. So for me, like Jermaine, I came from nothing. I had to work for everything that I have. I'm the first person in my immediate family to have a business and do anything like this. And really the only one here that's kind of artistic. So I'm kind of just going on a whim and learning as I go. So just the drive of not having to go back to work for somebody is, is what pushes me every day. Also, other local business owners, um, such as Evita Colon and Celeste White down at A Concrete Rose. I am also in Speak to My Soul with them. So I always turn to them whenever I need some sort of direction.
0: Awesome, awesome. Clap it up, clap it up. Woo-hoo. So when we look at the landscape of entrepreneurship, um, it's not always representative of the community that businesses are in. Um, As people of color, as entrepreneurs, diverse entrepreneurs, how do you see yourself um, and your business having a positive social impact in the community?
3: Um, So for me, um, growing up in school, I didn't really see too many artists or entrepreneurs that were doing the things that I'm doing now. So being that and being able to give back and being that person that young girls and boys can see in themselves is really a big thing for me. And and just being my authentic self and knowing that it is possible for it to be achieved um, is a really big one for me.
2: Ask the question again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So one of the challenges is that we don't always see uh, entrepreneurs that look like us in, in business ownership. So as a person of color, how does it feel? Or how do you see your business having a positive social impact in the community as a black-owned business? Uh, um, yeah, I know a, a
2: lot of younger guys, um, especially guys that I had come through, like, work as dishwashers or chefs or cooks or whatever. And, you know, they look up to me. They... They speak to me like, you know, I wanna be like you, I wanna or ask me questions like how'd you do this, how'd you do that? And I have no you know, I'm whatever you need, bro, I'm I'm gonna tell you and let you know how I started, what you should do, what not to do, you know, the mistakes I make. And I feel like that's enough, like just giving back to the people that surround you because you know, a lot of people, they like to keep, keep on to, cause they feel like everybody's competition. And I feel like it should never be like that. Like there's enough money for everybody. And I see a lot of people locally that, that is snobby and that's like that. So I, I, I vow to not be like that and put people on if I can and give a helping hand and give them game in any situation that I can because, you know, I have the experience to, to give them that. So that's what I was saying. Yeah. Uh, to piggyback off of both of them, just not
4: being a gatekeeper. You know, a lot of people are going to ask questions. They're going to want to know more. Um, so just us doing our best part of doing what we think is right, maneuvering the right way. Um, you know, so there's a lot of people who will come to the bookstore and be like, oh, I didn't realize this was you know, black owned, but now that I know that, I'm going to come over. You know, I feel like a lot of times when we grew up, it wasn't a quote unquote cool thing to be going to a bookstore or library. And we're hoping to change that mindset and showing like, hey, there's stuff you can learn here. We can be together and enjoy literature in different ways. So
0: yeah. And just to piggyback off of that, yeah, round of yeah, applause. Yeah, clap it up. Yeah, it's super important to see, especially in industries that we don't normally have grown up in, uh, to see representation, it helps inspire the next generation to say, wow, there's someone that comes from my community that looks like me, what is this about, and want to, wants to experience it. So it's exactly. that's always a good I think, you, I
2: think your mic's low. Sound guy.
0: I just gotta speak up. <laughs> okay.
1: From the chest.
0: Yes. <laughs> say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, this is the problem when you have your friends up on a panel, y'all. So bear bear with us. We're we're gonna edit some of this stuff out. It's okay. We're we're good.
2: You know what Kevin Hart says. Say it with your chest. <laughs>
1: Keeping it real and roll up here, guys. <laughs> yeah, so you guys earlier talked about how you look to other people in the community uh, for support and inspiration. Um, so I'm curious, what are other ways how uh, the local community support and plays a role in your business's growth and sustainability? And how have you given back in return as
3: well? Um, so for me, just being an artist and having people who genuinely support my work and want to buy it um, is the biggest support that I could have because it literally pays my bills. Um, but also, um, just having the community where I can post a question on Facebook and and not even be being scared to ask questions, but I know that there's a community out there, people who follow me who are able to give me the answers that I need or the direction that I need to go into. And ways that I give back is doing workshops and um, with young girls, like with the YWCA, um, Touchstone Foundation, um, local events, any way that I can, and like the painting to here today for Jess King. Um, ways, things like that is, is what really drives me to, to give back in, in the community that I'm from.
2: Yeah. Um, we've, we've actually done like uh, turkey drives with uh, Crispus Addicts. Um, with Josh Hunter, and that was pretty cool. Um, I also did like, I guess like a mentor class to kids from McCaskey that was inspiring to be cooks or chefs or whatever. So like I actually had that particular day, I actually had them in the kitchen showing them how to cut onions the proper way, you know, and just explaining how I got started and, Um, I think that that was really fulfilling to be able to help those kids who actually wanted to be in the same industry and you know they look up to you and you know they think that's pretty dope that you're doing it you know and like you said earlier like they look like you you know what I'm saying because a lot of people don't want to do that (laughs) so that was fulfilling for me as far as like giving back but thank you
4: yeah um I feel like when we first started the business, uh, we kind of started very raw. We didn't know what we were doing. And there were a lot of um, bookstores who were kind of like, hey, we have these who are closing down or still in business. And they kind of said, hey, we have some extra bookshelves. We have some extra books. Do you want them on discount? And it was just very eye opening to us knowing that people were willing to support us and help us without even knowing me, knowing me and Liz. And so seeing that, our mindset changed to be like, let's be also, let's do the same thing pay it forward. Um, as far as, you know, where we can be sponsors to certain events, whether we can hold events that are pay what you want. That way everybody's able to afford to go into these events and stuff like that. And we continue to do that. So, yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Clap it up for that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for
0: sharing. And- just really want to emphasize the power of local businesses and the fact that one of the beautiful things about Lancaster County is that we have entrepreneurs and business owners that love to give back and it's another reason why we need to support local businesses Um, whether it's the folks up here or even the sponsors that you saw for this event a lot of them are entrepreneurs family owned businesses that have decided to pay it forward and you don't get that all the time so that is such a cool uh, in my opinion a cool reason to support local businesses is that they're more likely to invest in the community that they're serving so just want to give a, a quick emphasis on that on that side of things um, so we all know entrepreneurship is a challenging journey uh, a lot of obstacles one of my favorite sayings is that the obstacle is the way right you go through obstacles you face adversity because the answers that you're looking for are always on the other side you don't avoid it you don't go to, go around it there's no better way to test that theory than entrepreneurship um, what is an obstacle that you have faced as an entrepreneur um that taught you the most valuable lesson on the other side of it
3: okay um for me, would be um, taking the leap to quit my part-time job and go full-time as an artist. It's still the scariest thing that I've ever done in my life. And sometimes, like a few months ago, I didn't know where my next check was coming from because I didn't make money in so many months. And then I booked so many things, and then I got a mural, so now I'm overbooked. So it's like you never really know being an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur when you're busy times are, so I'm still kind of working through the business side of things and grants and all of those things. It's still a lot to learn when you're self-taught and didn't go to to college for business and all those other things. So things like assets and SCORE and local, other local organizations really help entrepreneurs um, get to that point.
2: Um, To kind of give, so like, I feel like, you know, if you're painting and you're doing stuff like on the, the downside is becoming more creative with, you know, creating an online store or whatever it takes to, to move through those times. Because I feel like that's kind of how Spice Kings thrive through the pandemic was being different from everybody else and being able to, you know, switch to what was going on with the Grubhub and DoorDash and Uber Eats and stuff like that and just having a social media presence because i feel like now if whatever you're doing not just food in general if you don't have that little bit of presence and that little bit of consistency you know people aren't seeing you because the first thing people do when they wake up in the morning they're looking at their phone you know who what's the first thing they see on their phone is whoever's posting so if you're not posting your business and you're not you know being active cuz you know like i don't know about y'all but I, <laughs> i'm pushing 40 so so you know it's it's kind of hard like staying fresh and and you know just being what what people want to see on social media you know if you got to be funny or you know you have a local comedian come and do something stupid in in your establishment, you know, that's gonna get a lot of views, that's gonna turn you up for the week, you know, and people are coming in because, hey, I seen this guy doing this at Spice Kings, so I'm gonna come in and see what it's about. So, you know, that's kinda like one of the main things that's helped me and been a challenge, like just staying fresh and being creative in this new wave this new um economy cuz it's rough right now so you you just got to be fresh you got to be on top of things because you know people are overlooking you they 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 too wrapped up in their phones so that's what i would say as advice to anybody you know older you know get somebody young to to take over your social media or <laughs> you know what i'm saying because that that that's where the money's at right now. It's like nobody pays attention to anything. Like not to down the newspaper or magazines, but you know, they they try to sell to us and it's like, bro, nobody's really reading the newspaper. So, you know, maybe Legacy Online is, is pretty cool. I watch every once in a while. But <laughs> you but you get what I'm saying, like it's most the, the majority is people on social media, so it's like Trying to be fresh and trying to be in in that space, you know, I feel like you can thrive in these weird times, right? Correct? Everybody agree? I agree. Yeah. So.
4: Um, I would say two different times when we opened the store, when we first opened up. Like I said before, we were very raw, and um. The person who was in our space before, he was able to hang out, stay with us, and kind of teach us the ways as far as running a business because he had just done the same thing. But also, we're a used bookstore, so there was a lot of limitations as far as people who wanted to order books um, so we found the guidance from other booksellers who were able to sell newer books and finding the way to not just be like one facet like bookstore we are able to now just do both those things and finding the ways of just being able to do that you know not just being just a one shop store and stuff like that so cool clap it up woo thank you guys
0: This special podcast episode is built by the Lancaster County Community Foundation, which uses this transformational potential of community-based philanthropy and the power of endowment to help shape a Lancaster County where every individual is valued, has a sense of belonging, and has the opportunity to thrive. Thank you to our friends at the Lancaster County Community Foundation for making it possible to provide access to training and lending for entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, so you guys talked about some of the obstacles and hurdles you've had to go through as an entrepreneur and small business owner. Um, You know, the world is constantly changing. The economy is constantly changing. So as Lancaster grows and changes, what opportunities and challenges do you see on the horizon for small businesses and entrepreneurs in our region? And how can organizations like Assets help you guys and other small
3: business owners and entrepreneurs um, for me, um, just providing the support for entrepreneurs and uh, the guidance that we need when we reach out to you, like say if we're looking for like an assistant or things like that, which I probably need. Um, but yeah, just um, being there for the community and finding ways that We all need, as entrepreneurs, to kind of take something off of our plate, as Jermaine said, like social media or the business sides of things that Mm -hmm. that you guys are really good at, and we just want to do the things that we're good at. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to have those resources to to reach in the community.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry,
0: but (laughs) the base of the question again. (laughs) My Go ahead. I got you. I got you. We got to turn Jermaine's hearing aid up.
1: (laughs) I got you, Jermaine. All right, you ready? As Lancaster continues to grow and change, what opportunities and challenges do you see on the horizon for small businesses? Okay, I
2: got you. I remember. (laughs) Sorry. So, um, you know, I see like there's a lot of, you know, projects and new buildings and, you know, communities that's being built. I feel like you know it's, that's only gonna bring more business to us in the city. But as far as like you know, assets and how they, how you guys will help us is like um, through through the hard times. Like you know, I was able to link up with uh, what's his name, Denzel, my man Denzel. We got yeah, there you go. You know, Denzel giving us a nice little check to uh, to help with working capital. And, you know, because not all the time is good times, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes there's bad times. So um, just, like, stuff like that to help us through, like, a you know, a little jam or whatever. And it actually helps us with, like, building our business credit and, you know, so we can expand and get to the next level. And that's where I've experienced, you know, assets really helping us out. And, you know, I can't ask for nothing more. So thank you guys.
4: Yeah, I think this is a, an important question because on the outside looking in i 've noticed there's a lot more um, retail spaces that are getting become, becoming more expensive as we as a city are growing you know, we 're becoming more of an entrepreneur city, um, but the, pri- the, ri- the the rents are going up very high and it 's making it hard for someone who's a retailer to take that plunge and to take that risk and I think maybe even ASS is working with people who own like a um, A plaza or a retail space like hey maybe we have this incubator we have this pitch and brew maybe this person can use your space while you're looking for other people and they can practice that I think that's important because we're not gonna I just don't want people to be hesitant to start their business that the rent is so high and I think that's a big
0: problem that I see moving forward
4: Yeah.
0: some very good insight Um, so if anyone in the audience has a question that they would like to ask our panelists feel free to Ready those up and Chris Ballantyne is going to walk around with the mic to hand over in case you have a question to ask one of our panelists. But in the meantime, um, I'd like to ask, what advice would you give a young aspiring entrepreneur?
3: Um, To keep working, work hard. Even if you're working a job, come home and work on your business too, because you don't want to be working for somebody and then not coming home and working for yourself. Um, Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, That's a big one for me because I used to always feel very stupid for asking some questions But now I do not care at all I will ask whatever question to my Facebook and it'll get hundreds of comments by the end of the day because I never really post anything So people are on it, but yeah, just stay consistent and and work hard and and use the people around you who who can help
2: Yeah, I was kind of gonna say the same thing Um, Don't be scared to reach out to people like you never know what you know. Somebody's willing to do for you, um, or the advice they're willing to give you. So, you know, shoot your shot, and it, you know, the worst they can say is no. So, I feel like that, and um, express your ideas to people. You know, don't don't hold it back. Don't oh, I'm gonna do it next week, or maybe I'm a you know I'm gonna wait till this. No, just go ahead and do it. Like that's kind of how like I got started. Like my my partner, you know, we were you know in the works of creating this restaurant, and he was like, oh man, don't post it yet. I don't know, post it. Yet. I'm like, no, oh, it's posted already. Too late. <laughs> you know, and. It got crazy likes and, you know, people start asking like, yo, where are you guys located? What are you doing? So if you just, you know, trying to hold back or wait for the perfect time, there is no perfect time. Like, just do it and just, you know, take the critics and take the, you know, whatever, because you're going to get better. The bad reviews, whatever, is, is going to get better. You're gonna, that's, that's part of, you know, being in business is taking hits and taking the bad, you know, with the good. Because, you know, if you work consistent and hard, it's always going to turn out good, no matter what, you know. So that's, that's my advice. Like, keep going. Keep pushing. Thank you. I would say,
4: uh, for someone who's looking for a brick and mortar, um, location is key, but character and consistency will take you wherever you want to go.
2: Sweet. agree. That was dope. I
0: like that. I like that. Awesome. Thanks. So do we have any questions from our live studio audience?
1: There's some in the back.
0: Oh, we're, yeah, we're making Chris get his steps in today. Wow, they're way back there. They're in the parking lot.
1: Yeah. Hello. I'm behind the bar.
2: We see you. We see you behind the Patron bottle.
1: Um. So in business, you know, I mean, I've never had a business, but I've heard (laughs) in life, there can be hard times and there can be good times. So what is something that you do when you're feeling down or you're having a bad day to maybe get you out of that? And then on the opposite side, you know, what is something that you like to do when you're feeling really good
3: and your business is booming? Yeah. Thank you, Alma. I know your voice back there. Um, (laughs) So for me, a big one is um, self-care a lot. I've been trying to make it a habit to take care of me because I'm the one who's doing all this work. So if I'm not taking care of myself, um, my business is not going to be what I want it to be. And um, I recently got these tattoos on my fingers that say inhale, exhale, because I need to remind myself to breathe a lot. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm I'm doing a mural upstairs in Southern Market, so there's plenty of times where you guys probably see me walking around looking crazy, or walking outside to take a breath, because that is, I find that what works for me. Um, So yeah, self-care is a big one for me.
2: Um, Your first question was on your bad days. So my bad days, I usually call my best friend Chico and vent to him. To <laughs> just you know, sometimes venting to your best friend, you know, that's that's your therapist. And on top of that, I'm a DJ, so listening to music, the music you listen to, you know, can get you out of that funk and get you in a good mood. You know, so if I'm in a restaurant, and I'm prepping, you know, I'll put some some young Z, on, you know, and uh, just rock out before I get the day started, and, you know, that kind of transitions your, your thought, or it might take you to, you know, a past time when you're happy, you know, and it might change your day, and just keep, keep pushing through it, because, you know, tomorrow's not promised, so, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta fight through that, and don't, don't ever let nothing keep you down, even in your workday. Like don't, I I tell myself a lot. Like try not to take work home. Like try not to, you know, something happened at work. I might talk about it, but don't let it affect, you know, me going home and feeling a certain way. Like I'm just going not gonna think about it. I'll think about it tomorrow when we open at eleven. Like, <laughs> you know, but you know, just keep pushing through. You know the times that that's bad. And then when I'm having good days you know, I might give somebody a free water or something, I don't know.
0: <laughs> we did say they like to give back, huh?
2: Water's in the house.
0: I'd say
4: bad days, uh, honestly, just like everybody else, I've taken walks, um, but also just talking about it. So what's nice is having a partner, when I'm having a bad day, I can express myself and vice versa. Um, But we're having good days.
0: Getting food, for sure, is the, the biggest thing. So do we have another question? Over here, Nancy, Chris.
2: Somebody get him some Adidas pants.
1: Hey, Nancy Keeler, Alliance Development Group. I'm curious. I I love small business, and I'm curious, what is a lesson that you've learned that's changed the way that you operate your business?
3: Um, A big one for me recently, I have a SCORE mentor, and they told me to do administrative days on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, where I pick two days out of the week. But for me, being an artist and my artist brain, it's very easy for me to Stick to that and be able to do whatever I want the rest of the week and paint. So, very sticking hard to my boundaries is is one that I've been taking in my life and in my business as well.
2: All right, Nancy, one more time.
1: (laughs) A lesson you've learned that's changed how you operate your business.
2: Okay. Um, I would say like operations, like. I'm gonna use this as an example, so the way our kitchen is set up, we had like fridges, we have like a small kitchen, so we had like fridges, and then we had our prep tables on this side, and a freezer on this side, and I'm like, you know, after working there, so I'm like, yo, it makes sense to have everything come from the stove, the fryer, to the prep table all the way in line instead of going, like, to the other side. So just, like, realizing, like, different operations and, you know, what's a better way and look at other people's, i be in, you know, Chick-fil-A just, like, looking at their kitchen, like, how they got it set up. So, you know, just, just taking those different ideas and, like, all right, that's a better way. This is better than that. And I feel like that works in any industry. You know, just take from other people and make it your own. And I feel like that's probably the best way.
4: Uh, I would say different personalities we had to get used to. Um, So when when people come into the store, me and Liz are very much like, hey, how's it going with a lot of energy? But then you see, you meet people who are very much introverted and they don't say anything to you. And at first we're kind of like, oh, that's kind of rough. All right, rude. But then you realize, no, people are just aren't comfortable. So we'd have to definitely work on the different types of people coming in the store and like adapting to what they're looking for, and the type of speed as far as energy they're giving us.
0: So yeah. Awesome. I think we have time for one more question. Uh, what <laughs> I- I'm gonna let you decide, Chris. <laughs> cool.
3: Um, just. Going through your score journey, uh, one highlight uh, for each of you guys of like what the what you did expect or what you didn't expect, and just like a, one highlight of you know your experience and journey with assets. With
0: assets or
3: with, with score?
0: We'll be friendly both because we have some friends in the crowd here from Score. That's Shout right. out to Score. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'd say for um, for score, our mentor shout out to Eric Parker. Um, he taught us about you know having a sandwich board sign out there, but more one, one that you can like edit whenever you want to. As far as like a chalkboard sign, and whenever there's like events happening, like we're located across the street from the Fulton Theater, so whenever they have a certain event, people are coming in like writing, hey, people from the Fulton, welcome. You know, we have something going on here, or something happening at the convention center. Talking about that and putting it on our sandwich board so they know like we're here and we're supporting them. Um, as far as the assets, um, everything in between—they've been seriously a huge help um, and a big inspiration just for our journey and learning what we didn't know when we first started, and helping us like be ready for when we want to expand in the future.
2: Um, I actually had a mentor with Score, and the biggest thing was uh, pricing your food like off of each item, you know. The rule of thumb is you charge three times um, what you pay for whatever item, whether it's steak or whatever, and that's how you kind of keep afloat, and that's how you come up with your prices for your you know certain items. Um, as far as assets, I mean, Jamie's the goat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and you know. Just having him in, in your corner, you know, you're gonna win. Um, just, you know, seeing his growth through assets and, you know, his mindset, he's never gonna tell you wrong. I, I vouch for him till the day I die. He's never gonna steer you the wrong way. He's gonna tell you the right way, and for some reason, it always works. So, <laughs> so yeah.
3: Um, so for me, one big thing that I took from my SCORE mentors, um, was, that was actually when I first like had to get an EIN number was a, through a SCORE mentor, and they walked me through that whole process of doing so. Um, And my mentor, Beverly Duty, never makes me feel stupid about asking any types of questions. And she helps me kind of plan my year around big projects I'm doing, which is really helpful. Um, And assets, um, beginning of the pandemic, I was able to receive a small grant from assets that really helped me um, keep along. And I wasn't. Working full time as an artist yet, but that kind of gave me hope like, I can do this, this is possible. I got my, it, I think it was probably my first grant that I ever got was from you guys. So, and just being mindful of the, the businesses that you guys support, um, like me painting the portrait for Jess King, or you guys always reaching out and doing the BIPOC business events and things like that is really helpful for, for local entrepreneurs. It's
1: awesome. Clap it up. All right, so we have one final question. You guys ready for that? All right, so what is your dream for the next 30 years? We are celebrating 30 years today. So we want to know what is your dream for the next 30 years? And what is the legacy you want to leave for others? And what are you trying to build?
3: Ooh, 30 years. Um, that's, a far, <laughs> that's far ahead to be thinking about. Look into about. your crystal ball. Um, yes, yeah, for me, um, is to hopefully still be creating art, obviously, um, and expanding into different communities and cities um, where my art hasn't been yet. Um, yeah, that's a big goal of mine. And even though I'm looking at it so far away, I have to try to take things day by day and do the work it takes to get up to that point. So
2: um as far as in business why y'all keep turning my mic (laughs) but um as far as like in business uh i'm 36 i want to retire by 40 so i got a lot of work to do um but i i i i'm for sure that's gonna happen so you know that's my goal that's what i want to do um I think uh me and my boys, we um we talk about this a lot, just you know, like not being you know, like just working but not working, you know, like and creating that so we can spend more time with our kids and spend more time with family, you know, because being an entrepreneur, you know, when we started out, I was working sixteen hour days. So um you know, my goal has to been to be, you know, to have what I don't know what you call that like when you don't when it's working for you what do you call that I forget the name of it. passive income there you oh. go there's some smart people out there but <laughs> 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 but yeah having passive income and um, you know that's that's pretty much my goal for the next thirty years like I feel like freedom of time is priceless and you know with that you can you can live your dream you know whatever you dream whether it's vacations or you know more time with kids or you know go work at a mission or something I don't know but you know the freedom of time is everything so that's pretty much that and set my kids up to where you know I can give them something I kind of said that earlier but that's my dream in the next 30 years is to create that and you know create a big family that is successful you know not just me you know put your put your mans on and your and your, you know everybody else you know that's the goal not just you know for self but for the community and your close ones you know people that deserve it you know not just anybody people who deserve it you should put on um and you know not scared to work and put the work in because those are ones that you need to carry with you and that's what I feel like is what's going to help me get to the passive income and get to what I need to for my kids. Uh, Something Liz and I
4: talk about is looking backwards. We want to make sure that we can say that we were bridging different uh, demographics and groups together, no matter what that could be. Um, And also that we can be like the, the forefront of selling books in Lancaster. So if you need
0: books, let us know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap for the Built by Us podcast, the special live episode. Let's give a round of applause for our special guests this evening. And if you're, <laughs> and if you're interested in learning more about Assets Entrepreneur Training and Community Lending programs, feel free to visit assetspa.org. There are also QR codes on your tabletops that, if you Put your phone there and take a little snap. Uh, You'll pop up a link tree. You're uh, welcome to learn more about our programs, as well as donate to support the mission. So feel free to check that out. Um, In addition, I'd like to welcome everyone to join us. to our upcoming open house to learn more about assets. Uh, That's gonna be taking place on Thursday, November 9th from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. right here in Southern Market. Our offices are right upstairs where uh, that banner hangs with our name and logo. Uh, So please feel free to stop by and share with your friends. If you have someone that has an idea, is an entrepreneur themselves, and can be a benefit to assets or could be benefited by assets, uh, please share that information. In addition, our friends at the Lancaster County Community Foundation are hosting the Extra Give on Friday, November 17th. And we would love if you could continue to support Asset's mission mission by giving an extra 30 for the next 30. Uh, With that, thank you all for joining us today. Appreciate you all being here.
1: This is the Built by Us podcast brought to you by Asset's. Visit us at assetspa.org to learn more about the products and services we provide. And you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube.